just recorded this podcast and realized that the piano wasn't recording. So uh, <laughs> I'm starting over. Okay, um, here's a here's a little Phrygian thing for you. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, welcome, welcome to the Ear Training Podcast. I'm Sam Evans, your ear training coach, and uh, I'm recording Thursday for the second time. Fortunately, this isn't a long podcast. It'd be much more frustrating uh, if I had just done an entire week's worth uh, and then realized that my uh, keyboard wasn't recording. So that's uh, <laughs> what do you do? Uh, but I'll probably do a better job the second time at explaining these things, so you'll have an advantage here. Okay, here today I'm going to talk about the Greek modes. And this sounds boring, but it actually is used often enough that you should at least be familiar with these principles. Now, I need to start off by saying there are multiple ways musicians think of these terms, right? There are a lot of people I know, for example, who use modes all the time in their writing and the way they think about chords and the way they think about, think about music. Uh, I know like bass players and guitarists, for example, who think solely in terms of these um, scales and find them essential to what they do. And I know other people who don't find them essential. They're just fun facts. And it has le- and I think it has less to do with whether you're a professional or an amateur. I think it has more to do with the way you approach your music. Um, and, of course, you're going to have to decide that for yourself. Um and I'd be happy to help you if you need any help with that. You know, uh, you can always reach out to me. Take my survey at eartrainingpod.com and click the button that opts you in for a free consultation. I'd be happy just to video chat with you um, and help you on your journey and maybe help you decide which way you should be approaching this. Uh, but I'm going to teach you the modes simply because you should, at the very least, know what they are. And maybe you'll start to swear by them, by as uh, some of my friends have. Um, I'm kind of someone that finds them useful to know, just in case someone mentions it, or I can use, or I can borrow a principle from it. But I rarely, I rarely use it in my everyday thinking about music. So. Uh, but I do think it's extremely useful, and uh, so let's let's go ahead and start. Um, today we're going to cover half of the modes and then tomorrow we'll cover the other half, right? Um, well, actually we'll cover a little fewer because today I'm going to talk about the foundational principles behind these Greek modes because you probably don't even know what they are. So let's say you have a major scale, right? Uh, we'll, uh, I usually imagine things in C because that's the easiest to look at on a piano, you know, but this really can happen in any key, obviously, as with all these principles. Uh, let's say you have a major scale. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do is the solfege for that major scale. Um, have you ever considered what would happen if you started on re or fa instead of on do? Uh, for example, if you started on re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, re. Now, if you're just doing that quickly in the context of something else, you know, let's say I'm playing like I'm in C major and I just play this scale. 
it would be appropriate just to call it Ray, like Ray me fa so la ti do Ray. Like let's just call it Ray, you know, like because we're not basing this, we're not saying this is the fundamental part of the song. We're just we just happen to use these notes, and they're the same notes as the ones in C, you know, or in Do, you know. Uh, but sometimes you can write music or write a section of music where Ray starts to feel like Do, or where that scale. Uh, controls the entire piece uh so it makes sense to rename it as do um let me, so if you're on the white notes i'll just give a brief explanation here if you're on the white notes you start on c those seven you can put in seven different combinations one starting on c one starting on d one on e one on f one on g one on a and one on b and obviously this is true in every key, uh, but we'll think in terms of C first because that's a good place to learn. And then, of course, um, and then of course, I want to help you expand that into all 12 keys and put it onto your instrument. Um, and, of course, that's part of what the uh, quarantine accountability course is all about. Uh, but I'm just going to give you the principle of what is going on here <laughs> as well as I can over audio because I realize you don't have a visual help with this. Um, but I hope you follow so far just in the sense that you can start a note, start a scale on every single note in the diatonic system diatonic system just meaning all these seven notes that make a combination together okay so let's start about the specifics here if you were to start on ray there are two different ways you can think of that scale one is the one that i've been referring to thus far and that is its relationship to the major scale its relationship to the major scale is that it starts on re and ends in re, right? You know, so like uh, if you're if you're on do for the major scale, then the one that starts on re starts on re. That's what I've been talking about this whole time. There's a second way to think of this scale. Um, you can call that do. Do do re me fa so la te do. So think about that and what the difference is between it and a natural minor scale. I'll play it one more time and see if you can spot the difference. There's only one. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, te, do. The difference is there's a la instead of a lay. So if this was natural minor, we'd say do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, te, do. But with the Dorian, we'd say do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, te, do. Uh, so it's just a minor with a major six. Uh, in some ways, you can just consider it another form of minor because uh, I've talked previously about how uh, le and te often become la and t in the minor scale. It just happens all the time. Uh, so... So again, to recap, the Dorian scale, that's what this one's called. Uh, you can consider it either as starting on Re and ending in Re if you're in a major scale. Or you can just think of it as Do, Re, Me, Fa, So, La, Te, Do. La, Te, Do instead of Le, Te, Do. Uh, so, it, or in its relation to a... <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to give you a third way to think about it because there's just already too much already. Um, just so you know, 
I'll I'll tell you uh, some people think of things in in relation to a major scale in the way that you you would say a Dorian scale has a flat three and a flat seven. Um, yeah, but if I were you, I would think about it in terms of a minor scale with a raised six, um, just because it, you don't want to think about everything in relation to a major scale. Um, oh, but of course I'm teaching you that way. So maybe I'm a hypocrite. So there are three, but I'll be teaching you about the, the two basic approaches of thinking about these scales. I might cut this whole section out. <laughs> um, okay. So do, re, me, fa, sol, la, te, do is the, called the Dorian scale. Right. Um, and something important to note is that, uh, if you're starting on do and ending in do, uh, that you usually just call it the major scale, but the Greek term for it is the Ionian scale. And if you're starting on law and ending in law, that's the natural minor scale. The other way to think of it is do, re, me, fa, sol, le, te, do. Or a major scale with a flat three, flat six, and flat seven if you're a sadist. Uh, but the... Uh, <laughs> but the... Um, Oh, that the minor scale is called uh, the Aeolian scale. So, so far I've taught you the Ionian, which is from scale degree 1 in reference to a major scale. The Dorian, which is from scale degree 2 in reference to a major scale. And the Aeolian, uh, which is uh, the six, from the 6, right? Uh, let's go on to the 3, and this is the last one I'll talk about today. We'll talk about the 4, 5, and 7 tomorrow. So think for a second about what it would be like if we started on me and ended on me. Obviously, we can say mi, fa, so, la, ti, do, re, mi. The other way to look at it is to call this do, la, me, fa, so, le, where the biggest difference, actually, the only difference, is that we sing ra instead of re. Do, ra, me, fa, sol, le, te, do. So Phrygian, this is Phrygian. Starting on two is Dorian. Starting on one is Ionian. And six is Aeolian. So Phrygian is interesting because I see Ionian, Dorian, and Aeolian in music all the time. Uh, the Dorian is some kind, sometimes called the jazz minor. It's just used so often that people just like that major six sound. Um, yeah, it happens all the time. For example, we go. I'm not a very funky player, but you get the idea. That right there. This is clearly dope, but there's law the whole time. There's no lay in the so Dorian is used a lot uh, as its own key. Phrygian can be used. They all can be used as their own key, but Phrygian is one where I see often where it's kind of borrowed for a second. You use a Phrygian moment for a moment, uh, but you never, not never, that people do it. And trust me, people do it, and it can sound really cool. Uh, but it's rare for me to see a piece that is entirely in Phrygian. Uh, where they say this is in the key of D Phrygian. You're like, what? You know, uh, but it can happen, so don't be that surprised if it comes up. Uh, more often than not, though, I see principles used. Um, 
for example, here's I, if I'm playing just kind of a nice. Uh, this is just in minor. I'm using rays, so it's clearly just a normal minor. That right there is a raw. So everything else was so fa me ra do. That raw, by the way, was over a five seven. In case you're interested. Uh, you basically just take the what would normally be so ti re te or fa so ti re fa um, and you change this re to a ra. Uh, you would call this a a dominant seven chord with a flat five. Uh, but that's new, that's not the exact point here. But the point I'm trying to make here is you can be playing in a minor scale. Raw has this really dramatic lead into do. It's like, you know, there's this kind of like excitement and contrast that comes from that. Uh, the other place I've seen it, uh, for example, I think I need to watch these movies again to make sure I'm making the correct reference. But I'm pretty sure it's like the Born Identity, like the Jason Bourne movies, uh, where that cello part goes. Um, So that's Phrygian right there. Because uh, normally this would be Do, Sol, Le, So, Fa, So, Me, Re, Do. But they used Me, Ra, Do, which gives it a really, like, it centers you right into that key really well, you know. Uh, so Phrygian can be a very convincing key if you use it well. Right? That's just a really cool melody. So Phrygian can be used melodically a lot. I talked about a harmony trick you can use. Um, but more often than not, I don't see it standing alone. So again, uh, one is Ionian, two is Dorian, three is Phrygian, six is Aeolian. And we'll talk about the rest tomorrow. Uh, before I forget, uh, take my survey before the end of March. Uh, the website is eartrainingpod.com. Just click, take the survey. I'm sorry. I'm getting better at web design. There are a lot of buttons that don't work on that website, and I'm deeply sorry. But the button that says take the survey uh, works. <laughs> so um, please use it. Uh, take the brief survey. It shouldn't take you long at all. And you can, at the bottom, opt in uh, for a lesson. Uh, I, I offer a free first-time lesson for anybody who's interested. Uh, the idea behind the lesson isn't necessarily to impart information, but I'm happy to do that. Uh, it's more so to assess where you're at and help guide you and give you the next few steps for what you need to develop your ear and uh, connect your ear to solfege to your instrument. Or maybe even persuade you that in your case you don't need solfege. I have told some students they don't need it. Um, but that's rare. Don't go off thinking you don't need to learn it. Um, but you may be an exception uh, if you if you already have familiar in some other way, you know. Uh, so anyways, uh, go to eartrainingpod.com, take the survey. Uh, it also will give you 50% off on a uh, on the quarantine accountability course that I'll be launching next month. So give it a listen and thanks so much.